Your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Well, thanks again for joining us on Retirement Matters. I'm Mark Haywood alongside Michael Stewart, the founder of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial with an office there in Crystal Lake, Illinois. You can find him online at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. Or, hey, reach out, give us a call. The number is 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. Michael has co-authored a book called Purpose-Based Investing, Nine Lessons to Rescue Your Retirement from Wall Street. That's available on Amazon. And of course, we do want your retirement to have a purpose. That's really why we do this show. And as always, Michael, thank you for joining us and helping us to talk about these issues. Well, thank you very much, and welcome to spring, Mark. Yes, welcome to spring, indeed. It is finally here. We are in April. That is a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, always glad to have you on the show. Today, we're going to be talking pain points. Specifically, there are five we want to cover. So five common pain points that you listening right now probably have experienced yourself. Now, When it comes to financial planning, everybody's got them. Those pain points are probably different for each person. Maybe yours is different from someone else's. But everybody's got something that bothers them. So I want you to kind of just go through these pain points with me and tell me about a time, Michael, that you were able to help someone overcome these areas of frustration in their retirement planning. So as an example, number one, extreme worry about running out of money before dying. I think that's got to be one of the most common worries, if anything else, when it comes to retirement planning? Yeah, early in the retirement planning process, a lot of times as individuals are either approaching or come to us, you know, just newly in retirement, that is a big worry. They said, you know, I want to make sure that I don't run out of money because they've never really focused on how they're going to get income off their portfolio. They've just been plugging away, saving, 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 accumulating, accumulating. And now they're at this point where now they need income off of this and they see what's going on in the markets and the economies and there's all this uncertainty out there. So, you know, some of the most miserable people that I've come across have been individuals that have been great savers and they get to retirement and they've got money to do all the things in their go-go years that they've wanted to do. And instead, they hold it so close to the vest, they don't spend anything. They're just sitting on this pile of money, living what we call a just-in-case retirement. And that means that, oh, wait, I can't spend any of this because just in case the market crashes, just in case the Fed lowers interest rates again, just in case Trump sends out a bad tweet, you know, whatever it happens to be, they're saying, you know, I can't spend any of this just in case because I don't want to run out of money. And really what that is, is that's just more of a mindset of not having any kind of distribution plan on how they can get sustainable income over time. And they've never really flipped that switch on how they get from their accumulation years, you know, your 20s, 30s, 40s, and early 50s, to focusing more on distribution, saying, okay, I have this money, and if I position it correctly, I won't have to worry about running out of money because it's going to be working for me now, generating sustainable, predictable income. All right. Another common pain point. Pain point number two, angst about taxes, especially this time of year. I think a lot of folks deal with this one. 
Yeah, everybody knows that, you know, we have a tax practice along with the financial planning practice. And, you know, there's two things that I like to tell individuals about taxes and they kind of counter each other. But when you kind of hear me out, it makes a lot of sense. The first thing is, you know, if we can be proactive and plan for taxes ahead, then that's ideal. You know, so whether it's using Roth conversions, whether it's certain products that are, you know, tax deferred, so you're not paying taxes now, whatever it happens to be. I mean, the reason why is if we can save three, $5,000 in income taxes, that's better than actually earning three or $5,000 on our investments because the investment earnings can be taken away when the market declines. Whereas our tax savings this year are permanent for that year. So you know, anytime we can save money on taxes, that's a great starting point because that's real dollars in your pocket. Now, the second thing though is be careful that taxes aren't the only reason you're making certain decisions. You know, so when we look at our retirement income plan, sure, we all want to pay less taxes. But at the same time, you want to enjoy those go-go years when you're in your 60s and your early 70s, while you still have your health and your energy. So you still want to be able to get income off your portfolio, even if that raises your tax bill a lot. But that's what you worked your whole life for, is that so you could go do the things that you want to do when you decided to stop working. So I wouldn't let the tax tail wag the dog. We want to be mindful of them. We want to pay as less amount of possible. But at the same time, you know, if we want to have a good focus on our quality of life, even if it means we pay just a little bit more taxes. Pain point number three, a paralyzing fear of ending up in a nursing home. Certainly long-term care and long-term care planning is one of those incredibly uncomfortable and expensive topics in retirement planning. No, I know. And I would say I've been a financial planner for 19 years. And of, I would say the last five, I've built long-term care conversations for new prospective clients and existing clients in every step of the planning process that we do now. And it's because it's so prevalent for individuals to be sitting across from me at the conference table and, you know, have been taking care of their grandparents or their parents, or, you know, they have considerations associated with that. And there's really two sides to that fear of ending up in a nursing home. And I'll kind of give you the statistical side and the reality side. So statistically, ARP recently reported that a married couple at 65 has a 70% chance of needing, of one of them needing some form of long-term care. And that's really what spooks everybody saying that, holy cow, you know, if we're, if we're married, we're 65 now, at some point over the next 10 to 20 years, there's a very high likelihood that at least one of us, if both of us aren't going to need some sort of long-term care. So you want to do things to mitigate it, whether it's long-term care insurance, there's a hybrid long-term care policy that has some bells and whistles to it. It's, you know, how you set aside your money for investing, whatever your solution happens to be, you can work that out with your advisor. But what I like to bring back to kind of bring it back to reality and make the numbers not so scary for people is that in that same report, they said 80% of all long-term care is provided at home through families or caregivers or nursing assistants. So that whole scary cost of a nursing home is $90,000 a year on average, you know, for a full nursing home uh, across the country. If you took an average on there, you know, some more or less, depending on where you are. But the reality is for most people, it's somewhere in that thirty dollars to $50,000 range where they just need additional assistance at home through a caregiver or some kind of nursing assistant. So what we do is we have the very kind of run the numbers a little bit and say, sure, if we can afford the Cadillac policy for long-term care, great, let's get it. But at the same time, if maybe that doesn't work for our budget, 
can we mitigate it a little bit with existing income sources and some other things that are available to where we at least be able to provide a good chunk of that care at home? Because that's really what most people want. Nobody's looking forward to going to a nursing home. What they want to do is, can I continue to have my dignity, stay at home, and you know, receive the care that I want? And that's where 80% of all long-term care is provided. Pain point number four, unease about retiring and walking away from that paycheck. Yeah, this is huge because, and that's why, you know, we focus on some practices will focus on accumulation and, you know, we're going to grow your money to the sky. Our practice focuses on the distribution phase, which is we're nearing or in retirement. So the first thing that we do is we build what's called a retirement income plan, because as you said, that paycheck has gone away. The assets that we've accumulated outside of social security and perhaps a pension, this is all we have to generate the next 30 years of income. So that's where we got to shift from that accumulation mindset to that distribution mindset. And the difference is taking a look at our IRAs and our 401ks and our bank savings and saying, okay, how do I get sustainable, predictable income through interest and dividends, kind of the old fashioned way, rather than hope, fingers crossed, that the market goes up more over time than down? Because there's very long periods of time where the market's volatile. And if you need income over that time frame and you don't have it generated from interest and dividends, that's when you start blowing through principal. That's when you start worrying out of money. So what we always do is we start out and say, okay, if that paycheck's going away, how much of the assets do we have to set aside in something that's paying us four or five, six percent of interest and dividends so that we can get sustainable income regardless of what's going on in the market or the economy? and still have the remainder of it be positioned a little bit for growth. Because what that does is if you know that interest and dividends is coming in every single year, you know, let's say you get $500,000 in that bucket, generating $25,000 a year of renewable income, then you're a little bit less concerned about what's going on in the economy or is the market up or down because you've got that extra couple thousand every single month coming in like clockwork. And that takes a lot of the stress away from not having that regular paycheck. All right, number five on our list of the five most common pain points in your financial life. I would wager to say that everyone has felt this one at some point or another. Anxiety about an impending market crash. I would say that you know for the last 20 years, uh, people have felt that quite a lot. You've had two bear markets where the markets dropped by over 50% twice, 2000 to 2002 and 2007 to 2009. And even just at the end of 2018, U.S. markets in general were down about 6 to 8% for the year, especially all of it in the fourth quarter. International markets were typically down 15 to 20%. A lot of people kind of forgot that markets go in both directions because we've had a straight-up market for nine years up until the end of 2018. So it's a very real concern, but it, it really goes back to that income conversation that we always have every couple of weeks for the podcast is if your income is secure, so if you take and make a plan and you say, okay, this is my social security. If you're fortunate enough to have a pension and then you got a pension and then you've positioned a portion of your assets to generate regular income for you. And that covers both your wants and your needs. Then you don't really have that anxiety about is the market going to crash? Are we at the top or we at the bottom? Because all of that will take care of itself because your monthly and quarterly checks are still coming in regardless of what's going on in the market. You know, so for us, it's all about the, you know, the income drives the bus for us. Income is the outcome for all the planning that we do. So, Michael, what does it look like quite simply to take these worries and tell them to take a hike? I mean, after all, we want to control what we can and then not worry about those things that are outside of our control. So what does it look like to get in control and to hopefully alleviate some of these pain points? 
first and foremost, it's just addressing it. You know, so many people kind of have their head in the sand saying that I, I just don't want to face this. I'm not sure where my retirement income is going to come in. I don't know how I should be allocated. I don't know if I'm making the right decisions. So we have individuals come in in that discovery meeting, that first meeting, and just have a conversation and say, okay, here's what you're currently doing. What are you trying to do? And then we'll let you know if there's any gaps there. If you're doing fine, we're going to tell you that, pat you on the back and kind of send you on your way. If there's some things we could do better, or maybe get more sustainable retirement income to give you that peace of mind so that you're not worried about all these pain points out there, then you know we'll tell you what that process looks like too. But it always begins with just a conversation about where you are, where you want to go, and let's see what we need to do in the middle to get you there. Well, of course, if you'd like to reach out to Michael Stewart and the team at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial to kind of get that plan in place to take the first steps, come in for a complimentary consultation. All you have to do is reach out, dial the number 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. Just call that number, get in touch with Michael Stewart and the team. Again, that's 815-526-3092. Well, Michael, before we let you go, let's get into some of the more low-key fun areas of the podcast today. Let's kick it off with a quote of the month. All right, Michael, the quote of the month. Investing should be more like watching paint dry or watching grass grow. If you want excitement, take $800 and go to Las Vegas. That would be Paul Samuelson, the first American to win the Nobel Prize in economics. What do you think of that? I think that's right. I think that a great another quote to go along with that is the one from Warren Buffett says that the, you know, the reason most people make you know, so much money on their house over time is because they don't get a statement every month saying what the value of it is, you know, because typically everybody would say, oh, it's up, I got to sell it or or it's down. Oh, no, I've just lost money on my house, you know, so it kind of works the same way. Investing is a long-term game. So there's short-term emotions that are going to be involved, but it's those same emotions in your own behavior that are your worst enemy. So what you do is you just put that plan together and say, okay, I'm comfortable with this amount of risk. My portfolio is going to generate this amount of income on a regular basis. So that way I understand that that risk isn't going to derail my long-term plan. So that's just really where the balance comes in. So yeah, investing should be like watching paint dry. You know, If you go two, three, five statements without opening them, you should be okay as long as your plan is in place because everything is working in the way that it's supposed to. It's not subject to the whims of what's going on in the market on a daily basis. Well, thank you always for your wit and wisdom, or maybe I should thank Paul Samuelson for his wit and wisdom. That is our quote of the month, and now let's take a question from one of our listeners. Now, as always, if you'd like your question to be featured on the podcast, you too can submit one into us and we will feature it. All you have to do is go online to crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. Submit your question and who knows, you too could end up on the podcast. The question today comes from Doug and Carrie, and he says, my broker tells me that it's a bad time to buy bonds and that bond funds don't really pay that much. But at this stage of my life, at retirement, I'm trying to balance market risk with the need for income. How should I be invested? 
Yeah, Doug, that's a great question. And there's some follow-ups to that as well, which, you know, we get all the time, which is, you know, is there risk in bonds? Is there risk in fixed income? And typically what we tell individuals is, you know, there's no risk-free investment out there. Now there's varying levels of risk. So on the fixed income and the bonds specifically, I'll kind of cover two different things. So the first one is, is there risk? Sure. You know, when we put it up on the whiteboard, we list you know, all the stock market things as risk and all the fixed income is semi-risk because although it's less risk than the market, there's still some inherent risk to it. So you, know, you could have some very conservative things like government bonds and investment grade bonds and those things will pay you a little bit less, maybe you know, three, four percent or so. You can have some more growth oriented fixed income. So you'd have like real estate investment trusts, you could have business development companies, things that are paying you six, seven, eight percent. And you can have things in the middle that are going to be like international bonds and some preferreds. Those kind of things will pay you 5 to 7%. So why that's important is that there's a whole slew of all kinds of fixed options for the fixed income side that can generate you 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8% of interest and dividends. The real balance is having an advisor or portfolio manager that can really tie all that together, that has a watchful eye on it. They're looking at the earnings history, they're looking at credit quality, and they're looking at the income need that you have. So if you need 5% interest in dividends just to pay the bills, you know, so if you've got a million dollars in there and you need $50,000 a year, then you need a portfolio that can generate that 5%, but not without consideration to make sure that you're not taking too much risk at that same time. Now, going back to kind of the early part of the question on, is it a bad time to buy bonds or bond funds? That's really kind of twofold. A lot of brokers right now that really don't understand fixed income, they're only used to buying like bond funds, will say, well, interest rates are low. If they go up, it's a bad time to buy bonds because your principal will get affected. And that's partially true. But that's also why one of the things that we do in our practice is we don't go just dump money into bond funds because it's an easy check the box solution. Bond funds typically right now are only paying you two, three, three and a half percent we actually use the individual security. So we buy the individual bonds, the individual preferreds, the individual REITs, all those kind of things. The reason why is the only fees associated with them are our 1% management fee. Why that's important is that the yield to the client, how much income you actually get to keep on that is most of the interest and dividends that's there. You know, so I know our income strategy, we attempt to generate about 5% interest and dividends to clients, and that's after net of the management fee. So then that way they can go and say, how much money do I need to put in that fixed income bucket? And what works out well on fixed income in general, isn't that it's not going to decline if there's a significant market decline. If everything goes south and even your fixed income is going to dip, some things more than others. But what they're going to do is continue to pay you those interest and dividends on a monthly, quarterly basis while you're waiting for the market to come back. So that's the stability that, that those bonds and bond-like instruments are going to provide you in the event that we get that inevitable downturn in the market, you know, that's a little bit more pronounced than we've had in a while. The best thing about that is that all of your bond and bond-like instruments are still going to continue to pay you interest and dividends regardless of what's going on in the stock market. Well, Doug, we thank you for writing in. We hope that answers your question. As always, if you want a more in-depth answer, we'd encourage you to reach out. Call that number that we gave out earlier. It's 815-526-3092. Finally, Michael, before we let you go, love getting to know you just a little bit better here on the podcast. Today's question is pretty straightforward, but I'd be interested to hear your answer. Why did you become a financial advisor? 
That is a great question. And early in my career, I was always asking myself when I had no money in the bank, why I was becoming a financial advisor. I put it in the introduction of my of the book, uh, Purpose-Based Investing. And basically just so people get to know me a little bit better on that. And I began training at one of the absolute worst possible times to enter into becoming a financial planner or financial advisor. It was in 1999. So the markets have just ran straight up double digits for nearly a decade throughout the 90s. And I'm like, I'm going to become Gordon Gecko. I'm going to become the next, you know, Wall Street guy. E-Trade had, you know, it was the early part of day trading. So E-Trade had the commercial of, you know, here's your house. And it was just a normal suburban house. And then pointing up to a castle on a hill and say, that's your broker's house. Well, I wanted to be the broker with a house on top of the hill. You know, that wasn't the point of their commercial, but that's where I wanted to go. Well, what happened was a little thing called a tech crash from 2000 to 2002. So as soon as I was newly minted advisor in March of 2000, of course, the market over the next two years drops by over 50%. Everybody's paralyzed, doesn't know what to do with their money. They've lost half of everything because they were way too tech heavy and stock heavy. And, you know, and then the same thing happened, the financial crisis. But what that did for me was really kind of open my eyes in those early years. You know, I came into it. It's all going to be about the money. It was all going to be about all this growth and things. And the kitchen tables that I was sitting at just as a newbie coming out in 2000, was really the heartache that all of these families that, you know, they were going to have a hard time sending their kids to college. They were going to have a hard time just making ends meet. They were going to retire at 65. Now they've got to work till 70 because the market just took half of their money away. And it opened my eyes as to what the real value of financial planning is. And that's really protecting what you have, get a reasonable growth rate of return, generate income in retirement, you know, but it doesn't have to be anything sexy. Is it complex? Yes but the answers aren't complex as long as you're working with somebody who has your best interests at heart. So, you know, so how I began in the industry versus just a few short months later, everything just kind of flipped the switch for me, you know, and I'm happy that it did because it really made me truly appreciate the value as an advisor that we bring to families. Well, we are certainly glad you're an advisor. We're certainly glad that you're here with us in Crystal Lake, Illinois. And one more time, if you'd like to reach out to Michael, just remember you can give him a call at 815-526- 3092. Crystal Lake is a one-stop shop with a CPA, an enrolled agent, and paralegal all on staff. They can help you when it comes to all things financial and any retirement matters. Michael, as always, thanks for being on the podcast. It was always a pleasure again. We'll do it again next time on another edition of Retirement Matters. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. 
Sound Income Strategies LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies LLC are not associated entities.